All right. I'm here with um, Sheriff Mack again. Uh, he was here earlier in August, and we talked about how to deal with tyranny through the power of the sheriff's office. And um, he's here tonight. He's got some news. Um, there's some big things happening. And um, just wanted to, for those of you who aren't familiar with him, he's the founder of the Constitutional, Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. And um, you've got some big news right now. What's What's going on? Well, I really, I have to tell you, I really believe this is the uh, most important meeting, uh, conference, seminar, training that we've ever had in, in this country in my lifetime. Uh, I honestly believe it has the potential of being the most important meeting we've had since the Constitutional Convention, and that was 1789. So we're having a constitutional sheriff and peace officer training uh, convention conference uh, in Lynchburg, Virginia at the Liberty University on September 30th. And we're getting tremendous uh, uh, support and commitment and dedication from hundreds of sheriffs and chiefs of police and peace officers and mayors and city councils from across the country. And uh, now <laughs> we need to get it paid for. So, <laughs> right, so we right. really hope that people will go to our website and help donate. Uh, so far, I'm just putting everything on my credit card. But I will say this. It's a little bit cheaper than some of our conventions because Liberty University has offered us their facility for free. That's awesome. And so we sure thank uh, Jerry Fowell for that. That's and great. actually, I had nothing to do with arranging this. It was sheriffs in Virginia, and that's why this is so unique. Mm. There's never been a meeting that we've held like this. We've done about seven different national training seminars through the CSPOA across the country in the last 10 years. We've also done some smaller ones here and there. This is the first time that sheriffs in a particular state have actually arranged this, endorsed it, set it all up, and then invited me. Wow. It's been, it's been postponed three times so far because of the coronavirus, right. but now we've settled on uh, September 30th, and if anybody will donate uh, enough for one sheriff to attend, uh, we'll let you come to the, to the meeting, and you're going to witness history. You won't be able to participate hardly at all. Uh, I doubt if we'll let you stand up and ask questions or anything like that. But if anybody wants a corporate sponsorship, you can buy a table and just call me at the office, 602-268-9268. Uh, call me or my wife. Uh, that's a lovely Dawn. And uh, we'll, get you, we'll get you there. Uh, you have to pay for, for your own way in your own hotel. Uh, but we're trying to uh, pay the hotel. Uh, and in one case, we're actually offering a sheriff. Uh, who couldn't afford to be there and really wanted to be there, we're offering to pay for his airfare as well. So if you can get your sheriff invited, uh, I can send you the flyer. Uh, just email me at sheriffmack at hotmail.com, sheriffmack at hotmail.com, or email us at our cspoa.org uh, website uh, email address, or call us, the number's there also. But be a part of this. Uh, this, this is not going to happen. If we don't have a we the people group 
understand that we, the people, are in charge of this and that we make things happen in this country. And your sheriff and your chief of police and your mayor all work for you. And so let's get them there. Uh, let's let's uh, help them financially if we need to. Whatever you need to do, I know for a fact that uh, we need the financial support. So uh, you know what? I'm just going to pe- keep uh, putting it on my credit card, and when that runs out, we'll get another one. So it sounds it sounds like from what you're saying, it sounds like there is kind of a, a gra- really a grassroots interest in in what you're doing. Like you're saying, you didn't drive this; it's it's people reaching out. Are That's you right. finding that in this time with the lockdowns and everything that that interest is really growing? Way. <laughs> yes, it is. And it's really sad that self-appointed dictators in this country that are shutting us down, uh, destroying our economy, destroying our jobs and, a free mar- and the free markets, uh, destroying our health, uh, increasing uh, depression and suicide. And, and, and really, have you ever heard any of them that care one iota about that? Do they care about the increase of, 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 of family domestic fights and the increase in child abuse that has happened since this ridiculous coronavirus regulations and orders and shutdown? They, they don't even address it. They just move right on with this agenda that we must all sh- uh, shut down. Yeah, well, it's all it's all about the one the only the only thing that matters is death from coronavirus. That's you know. Oh yeah, I, that's the I one the one metric and everything else, you know. Yeah, we we've never been dying of anything else in this country. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. No, it's I mean, and that's you know that's the point I keep trying to drive home is that you know this is what you get when you have politicians with so much power. When you put anybody in a position of having so much power. Yeah. This is the kind of craziness you're going to see. You're going to, you know, there's, it's the, the flavor of the month or whatever it is. And the, the crisis costs, of the day. Yeah. And, yeah. and the costs imposed by their solutions never get accounted for. So that's, yeah. that's what we're living through right now. And, and what I, what I'm hopeful about and why, why I think I agree with you. I think this could be very exciting is that I feel like we really need to take power back at a very local level and, Oh, yeah. Cent- centralized power, you know, we've, we've seen, we've had a whole, his- a whole history lesson of the 20th century to show what centralized power does to people yeah. and does to civilization. And what we really need now is, to, is, is a breakup of that, is, is decentralized power. And what you're saying is that, that that decentralized power already exists in the, in the mm-hmm. form of counties. and sh- Could you just say a little bit about that? Well, First of all, the federal government was only given discrete enumerated powers. And Justice Scalia reiterates that. He re-emphasizes that in my Supreme Court case. And anybody can look at that and you can see. And on my website, I have the little booklet. I don't even remember what it's called anymore. Oh, Victory for State Sovereignty? Yeah, that was the first name. And now we've changed it. Ah, okay. Because people were looking at it and saying, Victory for state sovereignty. Oh, no. So we put Supreme Court case, I think Sheriff Supreme Court case on the okay. front of it because people weren't recognizing, uh, recognizing it when they actually saw it. Uh, and so uh, that's available on the website, folks, and you could get five of them for $10 and you should be passing those out because it says that the 
uh, United States Congress, United States government was only given discrete enumerated powers and that that was rendered express uh, by the assertion of the 10th Amendment. Mm -hmm. And so how do we make sure that the federal government stays limited and impotent and small and out of our lives? We must enforce the 10th Amendment. And that's up to us. Read the 10th Amendment. Yeah. It says the powers not delegated to the to the federal government, to the uh, Congress, uh, by the Constitution or prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So who's supposed to be asserting that? The states, which are the same as us, the people. But yes, the governor and the state legislature and local authorities, cities, counties, sheriffs, and we the people. And you better get your employees going. And first, get them to the September 30th event. I can get you a flyer. But folks, you've got to do this because it is exactly what we're talking about here uh, this evening. We must take uh, our own uh, course in life back and make these dictatorial orders irrelevant in our lives. Because when you get sheriffs standing with you in this type of civil disobedience, it will remain peaceful and extremely effective. And that's a big key to it, because what we're seeing right now and what, you know, a lot of people have predicted from the beginning is when you have this kind of disruption, economic disruption, and plus all the sort of the divisiveness that's been fomented for years now, um, what what it looks like is going to happen is that, you know, there's going to be, and we're already seeing some, you know, violence in the streets and burning of buildings and lootings and everything. So everything we can do to prevent that, everything we can do to affect change without having it go down that route, I think is, is something we need to, we need to really support. And and the other thing we have going is we've had a tremendous response from people who want our training. And so our training uh, for sheriffs and peace officers and public officials is really good. But if the citizens don't know what's going on (laughs) and don't realize what their public officials are supposed, they're sorry, their public servants are supposed to be doing for them. Uh, in in preserving liberty, then you have to know it also. And so we're offering uh, CSPOAClass.com. Did I say that too fast? CSPOAClass, C-L-A-S-S, CSPOAClass.com. And you can sign up and take uh, the class, and it's a a six-week training uh, class that I teach myself. And uh, I'll tell you what, the, the first round was just fantastic. Everybody's been loving it, and we hope that everybody else will take it. And so just to be clear, so this class is not only for sheriffs and peace officers. Anyone can take this class? It's for the country. Great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, okay. It's, and it's just, for we the people. To, to, get back to, to get back to the convention, um, can you say how much you're looking to raise? Can you say what the, what the target is? Yeah. Uh, we really need to raise about fifty to $75,000. Okay. And can you say how far along you are on that? Uh, or it's all come out yeah, of your pocket? I think we've raised 3500 so far. Wow. Okay. So you got a ways, a ways to go, but yeah. um, we're going to get this up there. Because if anybody says they can't go, we're not going to take that. We're going to say, mm-hmm. okay. Find a way to get them there. Uh, we have a travel agency that's helping us with this uh, out of uh, San Antonio, Texas. All they have to do is call there. They'll put it on my card. 
they're ready to go. Now, what would you say to someone who, um, who's not quite convinced of the value of this, who, who maybe, you know, whatever state they're living in, um, you know, maybe they're living in a state where the businesses are, have been shut down or, you know, there are mask orders or, or something. What do you say, what, what, what victories have you seen or what kind of situations have you seen where this kind of, this kind of power really mattered? Well, that would be uh, pretty easy to, to go through. And we actually talk about that in the CSPOA class. And we give the examples of numerous sheriffs and others who have stood against the incursions of the federal government. Well, one, I will offer everybody who takes the class a very extensive review of my Supreme Court case. If that were not enough, then we go through every, uh, all the Bill of Rights, one right at a time, one through 10. And we talk about all the 28, 29 rights that are uh, mentioned in the Bill of Rights. You see, the Bill of Rights, we get confused. We say, well, the first 10 amendments, that's the Bill of Rights. True story. But there's not just one principle of freedom per amendment. For instance, there's five in number one, and there's about five in number five and number six and uh, pretty close to five in number four. So uh, there's a lot of them. And, it, you know, there's a little bit of overlap. Like, is cruel and unusual punishment, is that two principles or just one? Is uh, excessive fines and bail, is that one or two? Because fines and bail, they're pretty much the same thing, so we mm -hmm. count it as one. But the thing of it is, folks, this is the best constitutional training, especially for beginners that you'll ever get. Now, if you want, if you want a Harvard uh, class on the, the Constitution, I would tell you first, don't ever go to Harvard. <laughs> but if you want a solid constitutional education, we can provide that too uh, at a higher level. If you want a 303 class or 505, we can go higher up. But this is like about, it's, a, it's higher than 101 but it's not quite a 303. It might be close to 303, but folks, this is the best education you can get and we cannot be saved in ignorance. And this is the same thing for the people that work for you in government. If any of you think that we're gonna save America and return our constitution as the supreme law of the land in, in Washington, DC, then you have been fooled and you have been lied to and you are starting to buy it because the Democrats and Republicans have shown us that they are not going to follow the Constitution. They are not going to save America and re restore liberty. They care, all they care about, those Democrats and Republicans in Washington, and I'll admit the Republicans are a little bit better. And, and, I, and I'm going to tell you honestly, I like Trump. He's done, comparatively speaking, he's been a phenomenal president. But the Democrats are not going to let him be successful. And they're going to keep getting in his way because they don't care about you and me. They care about winning. They care about Donald Trump not showing everybody how inept they are and how corrupt they are. And the promise that Trump made to drain the swamp, well, he hasn't drained the swamp. The swamp is draining him. And he's being rendered. It's a pretty big swamp. It's a pretty yeah, big swamp. Yeah. And even, at, you know, at the local level, I, I hear from people who meet with politicians and are just astonished 
they're not even familiar with the constitution. It's like the constitution doesn't even come into my, my dad, um, my dad taught law for, for God, 50 years for, I forget how many years taught law for very many years, taught constitutional law. And at one point, I'm thinking this was like 20 years ago, he made the suggestion kind of half jokingly to his law school that they stopped teaching the constitution because it wasn't because no. Yeah. And, and, but about 10 years later or so, they stopped teaching constitutional law. So it's, I, I think more so than most people realize, it has become irrelevant. And, yeah, and to me, it's the only thing that matters. It's, it's, the one, it's the one thing. So one of my favorite quotes from my dad is, um, the Constitution is that document that prevents the government from doing all the terrible things it does. Um, <laughs> But it is the one. It is the one thing in this country that we have to look to to say, this is how things are supposed to be. Right. You know, this is these are the standards that we are supposedly founded on, and so. And that's what I'll be going through, everybody on the class, and what we'll be going through uh, in Virginia on September thirtieth. And let me tell you, the flyer has a promise. I promise the sheriffs and chiefs and public officials who attend that I will show them absolute irrefutable evidence that what we're, te- what, what we're teaching is true, that the sheriff is the Cleo of the county, that the sheriff has the ultimate duty and responsibility to protect the people from all enemies, both foreign and domestic. I will give irrefutable evidence that that is absolutely true. That's my promise to them. It's my promise to you. And... I know that I've been called to do this, but I've, the CSPOA has never really been funded. We have, you know, seven or 8,000 members, and those people pay annual dues, and that brings in about $2,000 a month, and we pay the bills to keep the office going. My wife and I run the office out of our home, and we, it's a full-time job, and for me to really pay the bills and rent, I'm a full-time teacher, and I really wish that I could quit teaching as much as I absolutely love those kids, and I love teaching. I need to spend full time on this, and I really wish. Yeah, now's the time. Now's the time. And and that's my wish list. We need to raise (laughs) fifty to seventy thousand for the conference, uh, the CSPA Virginia Sheriffs Conference on September thirtieth, and it's at Liberty University. And we've already had people that have donated uh, some. Like I said, we've already raised thirty-five hundred, and those those people already have their hotel rooms in uh, in Lynchburg. Uh, and you, if you're going, you better start hurrying up and getting your hotel room there near the university. Yep. One more question. Um, so, how does somebody, if, if if a person wants to convince their sheriff to attend your convention or just wants to get them interested in, in doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. How do they find out whether their sheriff is already a constitutional sheriff or is already sort of constitutionally minded? Um, sorry about that. I don't no worries. like the phone ringing and when I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do you need to take it? Well, uh, no, I'm not going to, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, Wait, give me the question again. Oh, so, how they know that their sheriff is coming? Yeah, how do you find out about That's your own sheriff? That's another question. You know what you do? You call him and set up an appointment, and you go talk to him or her. 
there's about 15, maybe 20 female sheriffs in America, but uh, out of the 3,100, that's kind of a low percentage. But we have, we already have two uh, female sheriffs committed to, to attend. Uh, we're we're going to uh, probably get one of them to be MC uh, of the event. And uh, we're, we're really proud of these sheriffs. And there's a lot more sheriffs trying to be constitutional sheriff. And they need, they need to hear from you. They need mm-hmm. to hear from mm-hmm. their constituents. And so call your sheriff and uh, make an appointment. Go see him. Uh, or if he would prefer talking on the phone, talk to him on the phone. You vet him. Ask him flat out. I really have to know, are you a constitutional sheriff? And then if he says yes, then you keep going. Yes or no, you keep going with the question. Right. Find out what that and, actually means. And, and yeah, he needs to know exactly what you mean by that. But is there any kind of directory? Like if 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 somebody wanted to find, like if I wanted to find out how many constitutionally minded sheriffs are there in the state of California? Is there a way I can, is there any kind of directory or anything? It changes from day to day. We've had sheriffs that were constitutional that are not constitutional. We've Ah. had sheriffs that were really unconstitutional. And really tell me, how are you going to keep track of 3,080 sheriffs and they change about every six months with retirement, some passing away, some lose election. And if somebody could get me the uh, computer program or the software or whatever to keep track of that, but I'm telling you, it would still take somebody probably full-time job just keeping track of the sheriffs mm-hmm. in this country. Mm-hmm. But you, you said before there are, at least, there are at least a few hundred across the country that are True. on board. So yeah. we know they're out there. Um, the numbers are probably growing. Yes. And we just need to help them get to the convention. It's really sad that it, it took the coronavirus and all the dictators in America to get us to wake up. But yeah. it's happening. Maybe that's a silver lining because so many people, so many people are waking up and and realizing that we've really gone too far. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, but it also perplexes me and worries me, scares me that the states like Hawaii that have gone way too far, nobody's realizing it. Nobody's getting it. Uh, They're just keep, they continuously play on the fear. And uh, now they're shutting down a major highway and they're literally forcing people to be tested in this big tunnel that they have in Hawaii. Oh, wow. It's it's, it's just, I mean, the insanity just keeps going and going. And let's reiterate this. I know I've said this on your show before, but let's reiterate this. The truth of the matter is there's not a single person in this country working in government or any place else that has the authority to shut down our constitution or individual liberty or our businesses or the economy. No one can suspend my God-given rights or yours and then tell me, oh, we promise to give it back as soon as the coronavirus threat is over. Because as we were alluding to earlier, we've had numerous illnesses and diseases and other uh, calamities like traffic accidents that kill tens of thousands of people every year. And we've never done anything like this, not even close. Why don't we shut down uh, anything and everything that causes obesity and heart disease 
and cancer and any any disease or cause of death that's preventable. Why don't we shut all the things down uh, for that people use and do uh, that that are preventable? Why, why even have freeways? Why why allow freeways to exist? Get given, rid of the, given how dangerous you know the Democrats are. say if it if it saves just one <laughs> life. Yeah. You want to save one life? Get rid of the cars. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. You'll save no. thirty five thousand. Yeah, no, it's it's completely unprecedented, and it you're right. It's it's scary how far they've been able to push it. I mean, this is really it, it goes beyond what what a lot of science fiction, you know. Back uh, are in the, we not sensitive enough and smart enough to know when we've gone too far in this country? I mean, or a lot of people are. Too? A lot of people are, but I guess I guess uh, I guess not. Not when you're scared. That's just it. Fear still works. Fear works. Fear works to control people. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to get this out there. I'm going to try and get this up to either tonight or tomorrow morning and um, hopefully get some support so we can get more people out there and get and get the convention um, filled up. Take CSPOA, CSPOAclass.com okay. or okay. go to CSPOA.org. Those comms and orgs are, and, and make a donation and help us get more shares there. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Thank you.